It's time for recipe of the day. Can you believe it is the first day of December? This year has flown by. I can't get over it. Well, this first day of December is also on a Friday. And I know my family doesn't do a fish on Friday or meatless Friday kind of dinner, but it is traditional. I think it's probably like a Catholic thing from a while ago. I know that my grandparents did quite often do it. And actually, my former in-laws who live in England, they would just do it sometimes as like a nice thing to do on Fridays, get fish and chips or, or make a nice piece of fish. It was a Friday tradition. In my family, we don't really do the Friday fish night thing, but we do have a special fish night coming up. It is in January. Ukrainian Christmas Eve is a meatless dinner, and we usually have fish and pierogies and capitals and all kinds of wonderful Ukrainian food. And actually, I am going for actual Christmas Eve on the 24th to spend time with Marty's family, and they're Polish, and they do a meatless dinner on Christmas Eve as well, and I'm pretty sure it's going to feature some fish. And so I think it's a great time to talk about the kinds of white fish that are out there and how you choose them. I know it can be confusing. You're standing at the fish counter. What do I get? So I have a resource about the kinds of white fish on my site, The Cookful. It's actually not written by me. It was written by Jill Silvermanhoff. You know how much I adore her. She's a wonderful cookbook author and recipe developer who has contributed a lot to my site over the years. So this is written by her, but it's super helpful and I've turned to it many times. And so I'm going to tell you what she has to say now about choosing white fish. So you know how some Sometimes recipes will call for a specific kind of fish. It'll say like tilapia or cod. And then you also hear people say that you should be looking at the fish counter and choosing the fish that's freshest, nicest. Talk to your fishmonger. Ask them, how do you do that if your recipe calls for a certain kind, but that's not the kind that looks good, etc., etc. So you need to have a little bit of knowledge about the kinds of fish. Now, first, I want to say that there is a type of fish called whitefish. It's kind of like one word, whitefish. That is not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the group of fish that are considered whitefish. They're pretty much any kind of fish that's not darkly colored like a salmon or some kinds of tuna. So that means it includes fish like cod, tilapia, pollock, halibut, catfish, branzino, sea bass, flounder, albacore, tuna, sablefish, sturgeon, swordfish, grouper, haddock, rockfish, and red snapper, and many, many more. But when trying to choose them for a particular recipe or particular way of cooking, there's basically three things that you want to think about. How thick or thin the fish is, how flaky versus meaty it is, and how lean versus fatty it is. If you look at the white fishes through those lenses, you will understand how it affects cooking and which you can swap out for which given a certain recipe or a way of cooking. So first, thick versus thin. You will often see white fish sold as fillets. You know that I'm Canadian and I say fillet. I'm sorry, I'm going to try really hard to say fillet on this show because I think everybody knows what that is and nobody will make fun of me as they do on TikTok when I mistakenly say fillet. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. I'm going to try and say fillet throughout this episode. So a fillet is the lengthwise half of a whole fish that's been cleaned and boned and then sometimes broken into smaller pieces depending on the size of the fish. So if the fillets are coming from a smaller fish, it is usually the lengthwise half of the whole fish and it hasn't been broken down anymore. And that tends to yield the thinner fillets, which are typically a half an inch, maybe three quarters of an inch in thickness. So catfish and tilapia, those are great examples 
examples of that. With a larger fish, you're doing the fillet is the lengthwise half of the fish, but because that fish is so big, it's then broken into smaller pieces. And because that fish is big, those fillets tend to be thicker. Those are three quarters of an inch to an inch or even more. So that's where we think of like halibut and cod. And I'll just say here that from those bigger fish, sometimes you don't just see fillets, you will see steaks. And the steaks are cut right through the fish at one to one and a half inch intervals. And I'll just say here, because I'm talking about the size of the fish, it's worth mentioning that often the larger and longer living the fish it is, the higher up the food chain it is. And that means that it has possibly had uh, more time with pollutants or more concentrated pollutants in the meat, things like mercury. So for health reasons, some people say to avoid these kinds of fish, while others say that it's okay for most of us to eat them at least occasionally. So if that is a concern for you, you might want to stick to the smaller fish or actually look up that that content of those pollutants and make sure that you're going to be making your choice that works for your own health. Okay, so what does that thickness or thickness mean when it comes to cooking? Obviously, the thicker the fish, the longer it'll take to cook. And flakiness and fattiness can play a part in the cooking time. But for the most part, you can substitute in any white fish for another as long as they are close in thickness. So for example, if you were making Jill's fried catfish recipe from the cookful, you could substitute in for the catfish a flounder or a tilapia, pollock or haddock, any of those that are a similar thickness. But you wouldn't want to use something thicker like a halibut or a cod, at least not without adjusting the time and temperature for cooking. So when it comes to choosing your fish and swapping them out, thickness or thinness is going to be one of the main things to consider. If your recipe is for something like tilapia catfish and you go to the store and those don't look good, you're looking for something of a similar thickness and that's going to be good. Okay, next is flaky versus meaty. Fish is flaky because of the way its muscles are arranged and the fact that there's very little connective tissue between them, plus that tissue dissolves at a relatively low temperature. So what we see as flakes are actually individual muscles with connective tissue between them that's dissolved. Some fish have big thick flakes like cod, while others have smaller ones like something like catfish. And then regardless of the size of the flakes, some fish flakes more easily like cod, while other is like firmer and meatier. You need a knife to cut through it almost. It's not just going to flake apart when you just touch it with your finger, you know? I'm thinking of swordfish here versus, you know, like tilapia or something that just kind of falls apart into flakes. Now, this is something that's hard to tell by just looking at the fish. So this is where you might want to ask your fishmonger, ask the person at the fish counter if you know you need a flaky fish or you need a meaty fish, you might ask them that question and they will know. So what does this flakiness versus meatiness mean in the kitchen? It can affect cooking time, especially with paired with the thickness we were talking about. But what it really seems to affect more is how delicate the fish is going to be and therefore what you're going to choose to put it in. So if it is a thicker, meatier fish, it's going to be less likely to break apart, whereas a flakier, often thinner piece of fish is going to break apart during cooking. So if you're doing like a fish stew or a pasta where you're going to be stirring things a lot, you want something thicker and meatier like a halibut. Sturgeon and swordfish are also great choices for white fish that are going to work well in those recipes where you want them to retain some of those chunks. Whereas for like flakier fishes, if you're making like a fish cake or something, then you do want something that's going to flake apart and be more delicate. And then you're going to want something more like those tilapia catfish kinds of things. Okay, the last category is lean versus fatty. 
while fish does tend to be leaner than other meats, um, there is a difference. Some are fattier than others. The fattiness will affect the flavor. You get sort of a more robust, like meatier flavor. I know we're not talking about salmon here, but you know, salmon has a higher content than other fish and you really get that richness, right? Whereas leaner fish like cod or halibut have a milder flavor. Okay, so examples of the fattier white fish, catfish and sturgeon, for instance. Now that's not going to affect the cooking time hugely, but it does affect cooking in two important ways. One is that it's easier for lean fishes to become dry than fattier ones. And so that's because the fat buys you a little bit of wiggle room and the fish has like more flavor and juiciness to it from that fat. The other difference is that the fatty ones are less likely to stick to your cooking service, whether that's a skillet, baking sheet, or grill. So when it comes to cooking these fish, the drier fish, the least fatty ones are going to be better for like moist heat cooking, things like poaching and steaming, whereas the fattier fishes are great for any kind of sauteing, roasting, grilling, those dry heat methods. So Jill has a recipe on the cookbook for grilled fish with tomato salsa. So that one you could use the fattier sablefish sturgeon, a Chilean sea bass, those would be great. Whereas for a recipe like baked tilapia, that's that moister heat kind of cooking, you would want to go with a leaner fish like the tilapia. So something like flounder, pollock, haddock, or even thinner fillets of cod or halibut. Before I wrap up, I'm just going to talk about whole fish for a second. So the only whole fish that I have on my sites is the roasted branzino. And if you wanted to do something like that, the only thing you really need to consider is the actual size of the fish. And that's because all the other things that I was talking about don't really seem to matter when it comes to whole fish. Why not? Because, well, like the flakiness issue, that had to do with whether things were going to fall apart if we're stirring them. But if you're cooking a fish whole, it is being held together by, you know, the skin and bones and everything. So that's not going to be a huge issue. Similarly, with the lean or fatty dimension that we were talking about, the skin around the fish adds tons of moisture and protects the fish from the heat. So it's not going to matter super much what kind of fish it is. So really, you just want something of similar size. If you were doing that branzino, but they don't have them, you could look for a larger trout or maybe a smaller snapper, striped bass. Basically, you just want something of a similar size and it's going to be pretty much the same. So that is it. That is my guide to whitefish. Thank you so much to Jill for putting that together. It is on the cookful. I will link to it in the show notes or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there. And also in the show notes, I'm going to put some links to Jill's cookbooks. She is a wonderful cookbook author. Her recipes work every single time. You are going to love that. And you know, with this season coming up, she has those wine pairing books, two different books that just have wonderful ideas for all kinds of meals, small plates, recipes that are delicious with the wine pairings in a very approachable way. So I'm going to put those links in the show notes for this podcast episode as well. Or you can go to Amazon and search for Jill Silverman Huff and you will see them there. I'm Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all new chicken cookbook. And from this podcast recipe of the day, I hope you have a great day. Let's get cooking. 